I'm testing this audio because boom, boom, shake the room. 3x3. 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 3x3 is the magic number. It's the 3x3 Possible Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and non-binary basketball fans of all ages, races, sexualities, pronouns, and abilities, welcome to the 3x3 Basketball Podcast. My name is The Hoops Nerd. I'm Hugh Hopkins, and alongside me, as always, is the Crown Prince of 3x3 in the United Kingdom, Mr. Martin Diane. Hello hello there, Martin. How are you? Hey, Hugh. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. It's a busy basketball week, and I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. And, of course, alongside us, we have the producer who can talk ball and control a maestro. It's Mr. Rahul Asnani. How are you there, sir? I am well. How are you, Hugh? Yes, I'm I'm very well, thank you. Um, I'm really excited about today's show. We've... Uh, I'll I'll reveal all uh, in. I mean, people will see it from the description in the in in uh, you know if they've downloaded the podcast and and we'll have plugged it on social media. But I'm just going to tease the audio listeners who who are just picking it up for the first time. Um, and what we'll do is we will dive into some news because there's a lot to get through. Um, some of you may have noticed that uh, our friends over at the Ball Out Tour, uh, the 3x3 competition that goes round uh, round England in the summer, uh, the dates have been launched for that. So um, it'll kick off on 25th and 26th of June in, in Finsbury Park in London. Um, and then it's going to move up to Nottingham on the 9th of July. And then the court that our very own Martin Diane helped put together... Um, Rittle University College in Essex. They'll be moving there on the 10th of July. And then uh, moving over to Newcastle Virtue Motors Arena. Um, And I believe you went there recently, Martin? Yeah, I travelled up to Newcastle from London on the train and went to the Virtue Motors Arena, um, invited by the team over there. And it was just an absolutely amazing experience, actually. I had a really good time. Uh, Newcastle is a very vibrant, fun place and the arena itself is incredible. But, you know, one thing that I do want to say, as well as kind of a thanks uh, for the the hosting by the team, is just to say, you know, the foundation that they've created and the league, the CVL league that they have, is just unbelievable. Uh, They've grown from four teams when they started to 120 uh, teams. These are kids that are playing every week in a league and it's just amazing to see they really make the most of that arena from the pro games all the way through to kind of providing grassroots opportunities so yeah I had a really good time <laughs> excellent and uh, and then we'll be fi- uh, finishing off the tour over at the National Basketball Performance Center on the 17th of July um but then the finals um of the ball out tour the 3x3 dates is going to be held in back in Finsbury Park on the 13th and 14th of August so do you you know reading out those dates Rahul do you think you're going to be able to get to any of these this year oh absolutely you know the impact that the event has on highlighting 3x3 is just absolutely incredible Uh, I'll definitely be there for the final so and I'll try and make it for you know as many dates as I can yeah, the the ball out tour has been running for a few years now, and 
Um, honestly, it's getting bigger and better every year. And the fact that they have this this build up, and then they have this sort of week of of pure three x three basketball, and then they have the finals at the end. You know, it really creates uh, quite a lot of buzz around the the three x three community in the UK. So yeah, fingers crossed, we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna get down to some of those events. Um, th- you know, th- throughout the year. And Martin, I'm sure you're gonna be um, you know, poking your nose into into all the action. Yeah, actually, probably a bit more than just a just a poke. Um, obviously, I'm the general manager of a, of the London Warriors team, and we are training, getting ready for these events, including ball out. So I'm really excited about it. We're going to be at every event that we can be at, and um, one in particular, obviously, is Essex. As you mentioned, Hugh, you know, it was an absolute honour to be the lead consultant on creating those three X three courts. They're the only permanent three X three courts in the UK. So to be there with the London Warriors on those courts is actually going to be really special. So um, expect me to be quite emotional <laughs> when we're there. I'm really excited about it. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, we're going to keep it domestic at the moment because we'll move on to the next headline, which uh, is that we have a field set for the Commonwealth Games. Um, so we mentioned a few weeks ago that there was a bit of a um, delay in terms of the uh, home countries. Um, qualifying tournament. So, I mean, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales—they all faced off against each other. Um, uh, now, as we're recording, the wheelchair side of things um, is still uh, is still yet to be done. That will be taking place later this week. So, make sure you stay tuned um, to, uh, to to all the three x three socials on Thursday. I think it is. But last week. Um, we saw the on the men's and the women's side, Scotland dominated the tournaments respectively. Um, it was the sort of qualifying tournament was held up in Scotland, and it was great that you know the home fans could see them do so well. Did you catch any of this, Rahul? Uh, I did, to be fair, because I think my experience with three X three has been quite limited, but it's grown since I moved here. So watching these qualifiers was pretty. It was pretty fun. You could see. I didn't quite realize how well coordinated these teams would be together in terms of just playing 3 x basketball. What I thought would be players, individual players kind of, you know, showing their flair. But it's quite organized and you could see the plays that the players put together and how they string it all together. And it's actually super impressive. And yeah, it was, I mean, from what Scotland did, just absolutely incredible. And yeah, 100% looking forward to how the tournament pans out. But yeah, it was super fun to watch. Yeah, I think what was impressive is that, to, to be fair, a lot of the players had never really played, you know, competitive 3x3 at that level. You know, um, it's, it is a new sport to a lot of players. Um, and I think during the interview segments, you know, the, a couple of the players were saying, well, yeah, you know, only got to training camp last week and we've thrown to- this together. And I think you saw that in the early games, um, you know, where you saw yeah. a couple of people, you know, struggling to get out of the gates but then in the in the later games as the as they got closer to the final it, it was definitely they were firing on on all cylinders um but really interesting to see how they came together so quickly to be fair because you know as you said earlier there were struggles but the way they really got together as a unit was super impressive yeah absolutely i mean what what did you take away from this martin it seemed like uh, you you were following on as well and uh, in, enjoying all the action. 
yeah, it was great to see. I think any type of high-level event like that in the UK is amazing, uh, just generally for the growth of the sport. But also, it was great to see it being broadcast. And shout out to Kieran for for that commentary. He did really well. And I think look, there's no two ways about it. There's clearly a difference between those that haven't played 3x3 basketball as much as those that have. You know, if you compare some of those teams to the really high-level elite constant you know the 3x3 players that and teams that play this consistently um there's a big difference but i would say that actually as you watch the games um and they played more and more the decision making was a lot better the shot selection was a lot better the chemistry seemed to improve so i really think it's just about seeing more and more of it and and having and getting the teams to play more and more to become experienced and be those better teams but yeah overall Overall, Hugh, I, I I love to see it, and I think it was great, and I'm so excited for the Commonwealth Games, and also like big shout out to Scotland for just sweeping everyone. That was that was an incredible performance. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, the, ultimately that tournament it set it finalised the field for the Commonwealth Games now. So, uh, you know, England are going to be hosting it, um, and direct qualification also is uh, the Australian side, and on both sides of, of the men's and the women's competitions, we're going to see Kenya. Uh, Canada, Sri Lanka, um, Scotland and New Zealand Uh, but for the women's category St Lucia managed to make it in and for the men's category Trinidad and Tobago um, have have made it in so um, you know are there any sort of teams that you're seeing uh, out out of that field Martin that you think you know are going to be potential champions at the end of all this? Yeah, for me, I think it's probably Australia and Canada that are going to be the favourites going into the tournament. For the women's side, I think the 3x3 team to look out for is going to be Australia. You know, They've won gold, I think, twice in the Asia Cup and bronze in the World Cup. Uh, that was back in 2012, but it does go to show how long they've been playing the game for at such an elite level. So definitely one to look out for. And on the men's side, well, I'd probably say Canada. Um, you know, if, if for any reason um, it would be that, obviously, Steve Sir is a legend a friend of the pod has been on it definitely listen to it if you haven't listened yet and um any team that he's on uh, i'm i'm going to consider the favorites so um or even if he's not on the team as the case may be um he's going to be supporting the team so yeah for me canada so yeah um you mentioned canada there hopefully the, our interview from last week uh steve sir um you know canadian national player he'll be playing on that team he'll be over in Birmingham um, if he's fighting fit and can make the team Um, and then uh, we're going to switch now we're going to move to um, our main feature interview because we do have another representative who will be playing at the Commonwealth Games with with the Scottish team that, uh, that won the tournament last week and that is London Lions and Scotland's own Kennedy Leonard. Um, so we're going to talk to her about the tournament, about her three x three journey, and how and her GB international journey. Um, so we're going to get into that right now. We're not going to have time to play. Um, did Kyle Montgomery really say that this week? Uh, but um, uh, but Martin and Rahul will be uh, interviewing Kennedy um, together just after this. We are now getting on to a really exciting part of the podcast. We are going to be interviewing Kennedy Leonard. I'm very, very excited about this. Former Colorado women's basketball D1 program, all-time leader in assists. The only player in school history to amass over 1,500 points, over 600 assists. London Lions star 
champ and former MVP and soon to be future 3x3 shining star at the Commonwealth Games as well. Um, hi, Candy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Great, great to have you on. Very excited about talking to you. Um, we already kind of knew that we wanted to have you on the podcast, but we're really pleased that you managed to spend some time just to just to join us, especially after what happened at the qualifiers. So we're really excited to talk to you about that. Um, first of all, let's let's just we can get into a bit of background and and getting into into three x three basketball and how that feels about transitioning into the game, but. How do you how do you feel after the qualifiers? Are you still in a sense? Is it still like a, a an element of kind of like jubilation? Are you still happy about it, or is it like okay, let, time to get to work? How's it feel? Um, I think it's a mix of both. Obviously, like to be able to qualify for Commonwealth Games is something that people like dream of and and hope to maybe one day be able to do. And so I think for us to be able to do it, and for me especially, like playing for Scotland where my mom was born and. My grandma and there's so much like uh, relation to it for them and, and for me to be able to put you know Scotland across my chest for the first time obviously I played for GB and stuff but this time it's just Scotland um, so to have just that like and be playing just for them and in and, and that culture and that entire kind of thing it's like all-encompassing so I am I'm still excited about it obviously it's hard to like not be excited about it but at the same time yeah I, I'm back now in London doing things with London Lions so it's like you almost have to switch that off and focus back onto your five on five now but that doesn't mean that you can't be thankful and excited for what's to come with the three on three and with the summer and with the Commonwealth Games and stuff like that so it's it's a good mix and I think it's always good to keep things light and, and enjoy them in the moment because you never know what's ever going to happen that is that is for sure I mean I think I think definitely thinking about just I, th I really like what you said about kind of just appreciating it but then also you've got to have that mentality switch for okay mm. now this is the job i need to do right now you know before, yeah, exactly. before you do anything else all right cool oh i'm i'm pleased to hear that so um in terms of that kind of like the basketball and growing up um you know you talked about you know previously you've been in chicago and and lived there and kind of grew up and was that really like the first element of you kind of getting into the game and really falling in love with the game whilst you were there yeah i think so i mean i was born in um new jersey which is ra super random i know but as soon as i was born like maybe nine months or so after i was born my family moved to chicago um to a suburb of like aurora so it's maybe 30 minutes outside of chicago but obviously like to go do practice and stuff like that i would always have to go into the inner city um and so i spent a lot of time in chicago but yeah, just being able to grow up around the game. My dad loves basketball, so he would always go to the rec and um, and play, and he would just bring me with him. And so I would go hang out with my dad on the basketball courts, and my sister would my my two sisters would go like with my mom to the swimming pool or to other activities. But I would always be the one, you know, dragging behind my dad, like oh, take me to the court kind of thing. So yeah, it definitely started there. And Chicago is a a huge basketball city. I mean, Michael Jordan and whatnot. So you can't be in Chicago or be in Illinois without you know, appreciating the game and, and wanting to be a part of it. So for me, yeah, growing up in Chicago was was something that I definitely think like sparked my interest within basketball. And um, I didn't leave Chicago until I was like 13. So I got, you know, a bunch of my young years, my young life spent like in the United Center in Chicago where, where Jordan played um, and stuff like that. So to ex experience that, I think it's it's like that's like the mecca of, of basketball, you know, yeah. in 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 a sense. And did you have a did you have a favorite pair of kicks? Like, were you like one of those kids that was just like, I have to have these Jordans. Like, this is what I need to be wearing. Was there anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, my 
Yeah, my dad actually at the time he was working for like Foot Foot Action. It's a U.S. Mm-hmm. shoe company, and he was pretty high up in it. And so he would he has like friends and stuff that could get him some good shoes. And I used to always have like the latest pair of Jordans, whatever it was, like Jordan Retros or whatever. I used to always have them. I have pictures like in my yard when I was maybe four or five, and I'm wearing like Jordan Eleven Retros and stuff like that. So it, it's I mean it was just yeah, growing up there, that's what you had. So you, I wasn't I was like all the other kids. You had style as a kid. Like Jordan Eleven yeah. retros at four years old. <laughs> I mean, you're born to be a hooper. Like that's. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How can you not be a hooper when you have those shoes on? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, and so growing up, and then um, obviously kind of transitioning to that kind of more elite level game and playing it, like for Colorado. I mean, it must have been quite quite the experience. I mean, we spoke to um, one of our first kind of podcast guests was Temi. And we talked a little bit about mm. that. And, you know, I've spoken to her previously about that kind of transition into that that D1 level. Did that, um, what was that kind of experience like for you in terms of playing at that kind of level of elite basketball? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a huge transition. You go from high school where, I mean, high school in America is different than the UK, obviously. So it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, for me, I think it was a bit tougher. Like you play better teams, you play better people. It's It's a much wider game in America, as you know, so. I think that level prepares you to an extent. And I played in the summer when I was in high school in like um, an EYBL circuit. So I played for a Nike team in an EYBL circuit, which is essentially like the most competitive it can get. Mm. So it prepared me in a way, but then when you get to college, it's still a completely different world. I mean, it, the conditioning, the hours, the the balancing of like seven different things a day with, with your four hour practice and then your recovery and your food and, and tutoring and whatnot. So it's a different world, but I think at the same time, like the, the more that you can adjust your mindset to be like, okay, this is, it is what it is. And you either have to figure it out or you, you kind of get gone. So I think for me, that was the biggest thing. And fortunately I got to play a lot as well. Like my freshman year, I played, started every game, like played a ton of minutes for a freshman. And so I think that also makes a huge difference, especially now with like the transfer portal. I see the numbers of people in the transfer portal and I'm like, it's just, you know, it doesn't, it's like the generation now where if you get second, you get a, like a participation trophy and stuff. And I'm like, it's sure. not, that's not how I grew up. So I don't know. I don't, I don't like it, but I'm like, that's, it's what it is. That's what the world has come to now. So for me, I don't know, just being able to kind of put your mindset in a place where it's like, this is the best level of elite basketball that you can get to before you're a pro. And you have to, you have to like relish in that moment and enjoy that moment and and tell yourself that it's going to be okay because tough times like don't last but if you can be tough and get through it then you're going to last so i think for me that was the biggest thing just remembering like all right i can do this and and i know i can and i've been here before and it might not have been the same experience like it might not have been division one basketball but i was here before in some other instances in my life and i've gotten through it so i can for sure you know figure out a way to get around this and through this as well it sounds like it sounds like you're kind of experience as you've been kind of growing and uh, and learning and improving as a hooper is is built on that kind of like mental and physical toughness each level like each time you you grow and you learn from your experiences um to to become that baller so when you then get to i've got to bring up london lions you know i'm london born and bred you know um <laughs> yeah, be, come on. I, you know you know how it is so i mean so i so i've got to ask about the lions in terms of like playing for the lions and playing in the wbl2 and your experiences so what kind of experience like what have you brought from your kind of experience playing you know in Colorado playing high school you know playing across, playing abroad even playing for the GB into your role now for the Lions yeah I think honestly it's just like the competitiveness of it um like we talk about it every day in practice like our practices are like full out all out like 
ridiculousness like our practices are the hardest people i think people would pay to come see us practice i mean the way that we like practice is harder than a lot of the games that we're in but that's kind of the reality of it for us is that yeah we are a team that's built for a european campaign so then to come back into the wbbl and try to play those games and and keep our level at the same level is something that's tough for anybody um any team so i think for for me i've just tried to be able to keep that level of competitiveness like the same um, regardless of who it is we're playing or if it's practice or if it's a game. But at the same time, I, I just try to, I don't know, be, be the best teammate I can be because I know that at times, like, people are, you're away from home, you're, mm. you're sometimes in a foreign place, you're, um, you might not be, you know, living with your family, you used to live with your family, you have to cook your own meals, you have to clean your own clothes. Like, it's a, it's a whole different world, it's a whole different adjustment. So if you can be a good teammate and be, a, you know, a good person, a good friend, a good whatever to, your teammates, I think it makes a huge difference. So I always just try to keep it like, keep it light, keep it fun and try to be the person that if they need something, they always tell me, oh, Ken, you're the best listener. And I'm like, if, yeah, you know, you want people to be there for you because if you were in that position, you would want somebody to be there for you. Sure. So I think just for me, trying to be the person that they can they can lean on and rely on, not only just like in the point guard role, but also as human being as well. So, okay, so I've got to ask this question then. I mean, this is a total side note, but like you've got to cook <laughs> or you've got to cook, right? So what's like your go-to dish? If someone said to you from your team, like if anyone from the team said, hey, we're going to have like, we want to have a dinner and Kennedy, like we want you to make the best dish you can make, what what would that be? I think it would be, it would be pasta, um, like an Alfredo pasta. Mm. We, I live with, um, with Chantel, who's my teammate. And then usually Shaq is over here as well. So she just is new to our team, but she's from London as well. And so we, we cook a lot and like, we make this kind of like Al- Alfredo fettuccine pasta, but it's like, Cajun-y so it's a bit spicy okay. mm. yeah and sometimes we're vegetarian and sometimes we eat chicken so it just depends on the night but we actually have like a baking page and a cooking page and our team like makes us bake <laughs> for them so yeah we actually we actually get I mean you have so much free time you do but you don't you have a lot of time mm. so it's like when, when we have a bit of time we try to try to make make use of it if we're not like exhausted laying down on the floor somewhere but <laughs> other than that we try to make make use of it I like I like that idea of you um kind of like the team chemistry being off the court as much you know as much off the court as it is on the court and yeah. so when you were talking about you know being the best teammate um smoothly transitioning to talking about 3x3 do you have that same mentality with the 3x3 basketball too or do you think it's even more important because there's less players right so you've got to be an even stronger unit yeah i think like you said it almost has to be more important because it's like the, it's a quicker paced game as well. And so you don't get to sit and communicate as much, especially like with this, with the Scotland team that I was just with, I spent, I didn't get to go to the little camp they had like two months ago. And I obviously, I know all of them in passing from playing like um, five on five, but I've mm-hmm. never spent like maybe said, Hey, how are you? But you know, I've never spent an actual adequate amount of time with them. So then you go out and you have, I think we had four practices and then you're right into like a qualifying tournament. So it's like, you have to fit, literally so many things into those four practices and in, into that downtime as well while still like you're still tired you're still in the middle of a season so you're still trying to recover from that and whatnot so like you said I think it's almost more important or pertinent to be able to like spend time with them and, and communicate mm-hmm. with them and, and show them your intentions and whatnot than it even is for five on five because you have nine months to do that in five on five you have way less time to do that in three on three yeah I mean I think you're probably just getting straight into straight into the element of 3x3 without even having to think about it i mean i suppose that is the nature of the game right you don't really have a a time to really think you know that's kind of the nature of playing with like no check ball and you know Mm. you're going straight back out and in 
you have been a playmaker, you know, especially for the London Lions. But then, you know, you yourself said playing 3C basketball, you need to be the scorer more so. What is that transition like in, yeah, you have been a playmaker, but sometimes you have to be the one who takes the ball and has to score in 3C basketball. Have you found that big transition? Yeah, I mean, as everybody in the world knows, I love to pass it more than I want to shoot it. Doesn't mean I can't shoot it, but I would always prefer to pass it off to somebody else. So, like, just even this past week when we were playing, I'm like, I, it's just a mindset switch. Like, I'll be open and I'm like, oh, but this person's open next to me, but then you only have 12 seconds, so I need to shoot it. And it's like, okay, well, if you even if you, like, miss a few shots, automatically in five-on-five, five, you're like, all right, I've missed a few. I'm going to try to hit somebody else. And three-on-three, three, if you get the ball and you're open and you've missed the four before, you got to shoot it. So it's like... It's, it's, it is a different mindset, especially for me, um, just because, like I said, I want to be that person who can get other people their shots and get other people involved and get it, and get them into the flow of the game, which you can still do in three-on-three, three, but you still have to be able to do it, you know, yourself, if that makes sense. So, yeah, there's a few times I even caught myself, and I'm like, oh, I should have probably shot that one because it's not five-on-five five and, like, the shot clock's running down. But then trying to constantly remind myself, like, it's okay if you miss a shot. It's okay if you're making a play and something happens because that's what the game is. It's it's so fast. It's so fast-paced, and it's it's – such a game where you can't even think about it because you just have to play it because it comes at you so fast. So I think that's definitely the biggest adjustment for me with three on three is not being a pass first player, but being a shoot first and then pass player. Cause that's, that's a completely different game than to what I try to do in, in five on five. But, you know, but in saying that you also need someone to be the floor general on the court, but since there's just no time to really think about plays or, mm. you know, what your next move is going to be, is there someone who emerges as that vocal leader who just takes over and decides what's going to happen in the game? Or is it just more of a free-flowing thing? I think it depends. Like like you said, it's so fast that you almost don't even want to do plays and think about it too much because you just want to be able to play. Like we've, we've caught ourselves a few times trying to come up with like, okay, maybe out of a timeout you have a set play and then if it's like a free throw, you have a little like back screen to a, to a corner three or something like that or first play of the game, you can do a set play. But other than that, it's like, Really, you just play. I mean, we've all played three-on-three in practice, not to the extent of where you're grabbing the ball out and you have to kick it out and whatnot. I mean, you just grab it and dribble, and there's no 12-second shot clock. But to an extent, we've all played three-on-three millions and millions of times when you don't have enough people in practice or if you're just at the rec or whatnot. So I think, yeah, at at moments, there's people who who can speak up and be the vocal leader leader and whatnot. But then in other moments, it's like it's literally not a free-for-all, but it's like you play and you play off of each other. So knowing each other and – getting to know each other, that is why that is also so useful because if you know somebody, if I know Hannah Robb is a three-point shooter, I'm going to try to set her up for three-point shots. If I know Shan Phillips loves to, you know, get rebounded and is a bit lanky and whatever, then you want to put them in positions where they're still successful, but where you're not thinking about it too much. That kind of, I suppose that intensity forces you to to play in a certain, in a, in a, in a slightly different way, like as we were saying, than, than that five-on-five five game, change your mentality, but also physically, the impact mm. like so i mean people would like they call it you know fiba 3x3 calls it the 10 minute sprint because you're literally you know you're going at pretty much full <gasps> pace the entire time um and so you know when when kind of we you know we we've all three of us you know he rahul and i we like watched your game and saw the qualifiers and watched it and actually if it, it, it looked like and you can tell me otherwise but it looked like actually whereas some players that may go into 3x3 they may find it ridiculously exhausting and not be able to handle another game another game actually you look like you kind of your body like conditioning wise actually you could handle it okay so like how did you how did it feel playing 3x3 at that level in the qualifying tournament 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it is, it's because of the pace of the game and that it's only 10 minutes, you are going pretty much the entire time. I mean, unless you get subbed out. And I, I still like had to refresh myself on the rules. I'm like, oh, can I sub in on a free throw? So a few times I got a couple extra seconds of rest. But um, yeah, I I do think that I'm in pretty good shape. I mean, I love to stay in shape and whatnot. And and I try to pride myself like on being in shape. And of course, there's times when you get winded and you're like, okay, that was a long, a long series. But the good thing about three on three also is like, there's still fouls. You still turn the ball over. You still have to check up and stuff like that. So it gives you those little moments. And in those little moments, you have to like seriously take take your breaths, take your time and whatnot. And they also have media timeouts, which is – I didn't realize that they had those in three-on-three, three, but I'm like, okay, if they didn't have those, then it would be a different story. But you have 30 seconds to like refresh, sit, you know, take a sip of water. And I think in those moments, like I said, you have to really like savor those 30 seconds. But, yeah, I think for me it's – it's I play like – close to 40 minutes in, in, in our Lions games and whatnot. I've, I played close to that in college. And so I'm, I've gotten used to playing in like longer games where it's mm-hmm. five on five, but still at the same time, like my body's probably more conditioned to play for a 10 minute straight than it might be for people who don't play that much. So that must be, must've been like my lucky little saving grace. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in the, uh, in the interview that you had after, after the game and the, and the sweep of which, by the way, we should probably say congratulations on, <laughs> getting that full sweep and getting into the Commonwealth game because that is an, am- an amazing you. achievement. Honestly, it's an incredible achievement. But, I mean, you, I, in one of those interviews, you said, I think I prefer 3-on-3. Three three. I think I prefer 3x3 basketball. What is it about it that really draws you to the game? Is it something about, you know, is it just something that you really enjoy playing on that half court? Is it because it reminiscing about the Chicago, you know, streetball courts, which are obviously, <laughs> like, really famous? Um, what what was it about the game and the and and three x three that made you say that? Um, I think it's it's all of that, but it's all encompassing. You know, I think like the pace and the speed of it, especially for me, like coming from WBBL, sometimes it can get a little bit like stagnant and mm. and drug out. So for me to go back into three on three, it'd be like it's fast paced. You have to be ready to go. You can't hang your head on mistakes. Like it's constant. And I think for me, that's something that's good. Like I get bored super quick. So the fact that I can stay in a game where there's something constantly happening around you and like you don't get to take a playoff, you don't get to take a moment off, and you don't necessarily have to think as much or you don't have people telling you what to do all the time. Not that I mind people telling me what to do, but it's just a different like experience. And so to be able to go, I've been stuck in five on five for, you know, eight, eight months now. So to be able to have like a, it's almost like a breath of fresh air. So when you get it, you're like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to stop it, you know? So I think for me, it was just that, is that, and I, and I like the fact that it's different players. Like you might not see, um you know shan being the best player on caledonia but she can come in and make a huge difference in three on three um or like my own teammate shanice shanice is an incredible five on five player but in three on three i think she's even better because the game suits her speed and her athleticism and everything else um so i think for different people like it's almost an entirely different sport than five on five because it's just so different and there's so many different things that go into it and and so many different people can play it how do you like the physicality of it because again like when you mentioned shanice you know, one thing, one thing that, you know, she's a very physical player. She likes getting, you know, like, likes getting into the mix. I mean, do you like that aspect of it? Because, you know, they don't really call fouls as much. You know, it's not as light touch as that. It's a mm. very physical game. Do you do you enjoy that element too? Yeah, I think I like it more when I'm playing defense as opposed to when I'm, <laughs> I'm the one on offense. But, sure. yeah, I mean, I know that they call it differently. Some calls you're like, okay, maybe they should have called that. Like, there's one, one play in um, Scotland. I got, like, poked in the eye. And I was like, okay, you can call the poke in the eye, but, like, I'm not mad about anything else. I just got poked in the eye and I was like talking back and forth with the girl, but, or with the ref, but I know for them, for refs too, it's different. Like they don't usually, they're not used to not calling 
you know, as many things. So it's a learning process for everybody. Mm. But yeah, I like, I definitely like it more when I'm on the defensive side because you can kind of get after it more and whatnot. But I think it, it, it's a good difference than to the five on five game where you can barely touch people and you know it's a foul. So I think it's, it's a nice little thing that separates them as well. I think that's, I think that's what brings it back to that kind of like street ball element, you know, because in the Olympics, they said their slogan was from the streets to the Olympics. So mm. I like that element of that real physical play. There's no time to think. Like, don't look to the ref for a call. You just got to play like that. Yeah, that's you have it. to. What was it that, like, during the tournament, watching your team play, despite how short a time period you said that you had to train and get together, which is really short for a qualifying tournament for the Commonwealth Games. But there were some really, like, major wins. I mean, it's even against the Welsh team, I think it was like 21-4 or something like that. But like, mm. what what do you think it was that helped you to dominate in those games, like in the qualifying tournaments? I mean, is it just because you're all just great hoopers? Um, or is it because you kind of understood the game a bit better? Um, or is it because you just had great chemistry? Like, was there anything specific about why you did so well? I don't know. I think, honestly, it could be a mix of all of the above. I mean, each player is like an incredible player in their own right or is up and coming in their own right. You have like Hannah, who's played for GB, um, Shannon and Aaron, who are both on Caledonia, who have completely flipped their season around and, and done some really good things there. So I think just being able to like be good players and put it together to the point where and it's not like any of us were like, oh, I, I want to be the best player. I want to do this. It was more like, we're all in it together kind of thing. And we know we have to be in it together to be successful. Um, so I think that was a, a big piece of it. And I think just being able to like spend the time with each other in those four days and, and, and do it like authentically, you know, it's, it wasn't like, Oh, we're here for just to qualify and blah, blah, blah. And we had heard that we were like the favorites and stuff. And we tried to literally just block all that out and, and just play because if you focus on that stuff, then you're focused on the wrong thing. Mm. So I think for, for, for us, it was about having fun um, because we, we were all the coach, Donnie, he always says like a happy team is a good team. So the more fun you have, you know, the better you're going to be. And yeah, it is a big major qualifying tournament, but the more pressure you put on yourself, the worse it is. Like pressure is, is it, it, it can break people. And so to not try to put any of that on ourselves, I think that was also a major thing. There's probably got to be a certain mindset that you have going into tournaments of this level and, and using that experience, you know, like you said, you know, really thinking about, you know, like focusing on you know focusing on the moment essentially which i think is like you know there's something about focusing on the moment that you hear from a lot of like very elite elite hoopers it's about you know this is this is what i need to focus on right now um and in terms of i mean let's let i know you obviously you got you know lions and you still got you know five and five and stuff but as we're talking about the commonwealth games i mean how excited are you about that and are there any teams or people that you're looking up like looking to face up against have you even put any thought into that at all yet um no it's funny i was saying to everybody like once we qualified i was like oh i'm so happy we qualified but i'm like also mad because i'm at home in the summer i'm back in america <laughs> so it means i have to come back here earlier so it mm -hmm. means i miss time like with my family with my puppies and just being in America. So I was like joking around talking about when I come back, I think Mark has this come back, like maybe in August, like August 10th, which is like literally days after the Commonwealth game. So I, I'm going to tell Mark that I'm going to take a week or something back home and he can just be okay with it. So I was like, yeah, I'm so excited, but I'm like, Oh, I have to come back. But it's like, this is what people would kill for, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really thought too, too much about it. Um, I know, like, obviously England's going to be there. Shanice plays for them. Shaq mm -hmm. plays for them. So I'm like, oh, like, you guys are my enemies now. <laughs> um, 
And so it, we're just like joking about that. But if, if anybody, I think it would probably be them just because I know them. I don't know a ton about, you know, a bunch of the other countries or people going obviously with the time and, and more so over the summer, I'll find that out. But yeah, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited just to like keep, keep playing three on three, I guess, you know, throughout the summer. I do it, like I said, I do it at the rec anyway. When you don't have enough numbers, you kind of just play three on three naturally. It's what you do. Or if you have like six, you're just like, oh, let's just play three on three. So I think to be able to just play that and know like, oh, I'm not just playing it just to play it. Like I'm actually playing it to get better at it because I have to go to a, a turn, a, you know, a major tournament and, and whatever for it. So I think for me, yeah, it's just that to to try to like enjoy, enjoy the moment because how many people would kill to, to play in the Commonwealth Games. So yeah, although I have to miss a few days at home, I'm like, okay, it's worth it for this. I mean, that's the, I mean, that's what the game is all about, right? Sacrifice. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. that that's it, right? Um, so in terms of like, so okay, playing against those guys, I think that's going to be. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see that for sure. Like, I want to see you go head to head with Shanice for sure. And yeah. Jack, absolutely, I think that's going to be. I mean, from an observer's point of view, that's going to be entertaining for us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's going to be fun. And then, um, in terms of kind of the like three x three generally, like obviously there was this opportunity that's come up, and you're playing for Scotland, you know, playing for your country, which is so cool, and and playing and playing in the Commonwealth Games, but generally like. And, and please be as honest as you absolutely as you absolutely like on this one. But like, how much had you engaged with 3x3 before? Had you seen much of it? I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Shanice and the team had played, you know, in the in the Euro Cup um, games in Paris, um, and there'd been a bit of kind of media around that here. But had you watched much of it before? Had you engaged in it? And and now that you're doing this, is this going to be a one-off, or are you going to look to do more 3x3? Yeah. So. Um three on three so in college my um color commentator so basically the person who like commentated our games her name's carol callen i'm not sure if you've heard of her she's like the head of usa basketball Mm. um she every summer would run like a three on three tournament so basically it'd be like a bunch of colleges so it'd be like a pac-12 school so colorado would go oregon uh, maybe washington usc and then it would be like a bunch of people who had qualified to come would come and so for two summers we went and we played in that in Colorado Springs at the uh, Olympic Training Center. So I played I played in those. So that's how I knew kind of that's how I got engaged in three on three and stuff. And when we would be preparing for those tournaments at Colorado, we would play three on three for like two weeks leading up to it and practice like forty five minutes straight of just three on three. So I played a lot of it then, but I hadn't really played it like other than the rec since literally four days ago. I mean, you play it in practice, but you don't play the rules of it. You don't do the shot clock. So it's it's I mean. At the end of the day, it's basketball, but it's not the same, if that makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, I watched Shanice and, and Shaq and them all play in. I think I just had gotten back here um, from being like or being in America in the summer. And so I watched them play that, um, which was exciting. And it's just different. Like the atmosphere around it, it's, I think it's so fast paced that it's sometimes easier to engage in or have people engage in. So I think just that about it. And then like, obviously you keep seeing it, different things pop up for it. They've taken five on five out of the Commonwealth Games to replace it with three on three. They had it in the Olympics. I watched some of it in the Olympics. The time differences were hard and it wasn't like the main Olympic, you know, sports that they'd put on the TV, but as much as I could watch of it, I watched. And then, yeah, just, I, I like three on three. Um, It's funny, like England, when it, when they first found out they were going to do three on three, they had messaged me and were like, oh, would you want to play three on three? And then they were like, wait, nope, you can't play for us. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, Scotland, here we go. Um, must have feel wanted though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, always that. Yeah, always that. So that was just funny because I'm like, oh, I could have been playing. Like, it would literally be the London Lions playing three on three. You know what I mean? So sure, sure. it's, 
Yeah, I think I think I want to continue doing three on three wherever like I can. Obviously, like I said, this summer I'm going to try to continue to do it like at home. I'm not here, so even if they have camps and stuff like that, I don't necessarily get to go. I mean, I could fly over and do and do them, but I like you said, I only get you know 60 days at home a year, so I try to you know spend those all at home. And and it's not like I'm not working out when I'm at home, so they trust that. But yeah, I think I want to I want to continue to stay in three on three. It just depends on like what comes up with it. You know, you can't it can't interfere with the five on five if that makes sense. I think there's a lot. I mean, yeah, t- I mean that that totally makes sense. I mean, you've got to you've got to know what your priorities are in terms of like your game and what you want to do. I mean, but I think there's something that's come up in various discussions and conversations that we've had on the podcast, even, which is just about the future and the and the potential for three x three as what might end up being kind of a really viable pathway for hoopers that maybe okay maybe Mm. they don't get the opportunity to play you know in the states or they don't necessarily get to play pro but actually maybe there's some kind of opportunity with 3x3 for them you know and like you said you know you find that there's some players that you know that have played in other teams and suddenly they get to turn it on for 3x3 and it's like okay now now you're a star (laughs) you're a star on the floor that's awesome do you do you like i know you've had like you had good experience as you just mentioned in the states and obviously you got a good good experience here with the commonwealth stuff but from what you're seeing and and um are you seeing any momentum i personally am in 3x3 basketball um especially in the uk but do you feel that do you see it yourself yeah i think i think so i mean you see it now all over social media and you see a, a bunch of different people posting stuff and, and retweeting stuff and creating events and you see a lot more like outdoor courts being made available and, and whatnot especially in england like that's a, that's one thing that i've noticed in america you can drive two minutes and you find a court on every you know every corner and here it's like geez where are the courts and you have to pay to get in the court and it's your ball hits the hits the the roof because the the roof is so low so it's like just trying to find those things and i've seen a ton more you know of, of hoops courts whatever become available and for the good thing about three on three is that you don't need a, a massive gym, right? You need literally a half, or even up to a three point line. Essentially, is all you really need. So if you can get that, then then you're you're game, and you can you can play it outside as long as it's not you know ridiculous weather. So I think that's another big thing that draws a lot of people to three on three is it's not like you have to go find a gym and and find ten players. You can literally find six players. You can any skill level, whatnot, and you can just go play. You can literally draw with chalk on 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 the road if you wanted to and play. So I think that's something that draws a lot of people in um is that it's it's the accessibility to it is a lot better than it would be to five on five so that that could be a you know a real catalyst in the game as well that's a great answer i'm actually going to use some of that next time someone asks yeah. me about 3x3 basketball yeah, like it. i have my i have do my it. own ways of like talking about why i think it's so great but what i'm just going to do is i'm just going to take that exact line that you just <laughs> said kennedy and then just use that and just say hey look this what kennedy said because she's like <laughs> yeah, go ahead take it <laughs> said it so eloquently i think you've definitely better <laughs> even though i've been talking about 3x3 basketball for a while i think that's probably the best way of saying it you know like rahul rahul said before that you know i can i can talk for a while so i'm just going to use that as a small snippet <laughs> perfect and, that, and that'll, that'll be it <laughs> so we've got um so yeah, so like with with regards to three eight three and five and five, I'm I've literally just got like a couple more questions and then we'll kind of round off. This has been a really really good chat, by the way. So so thanks for your time in doing yeah, this. It's been so so interesting and and exciting on my part because I love three eight three so much, as you can tell. Quite passionate about it. Um, so in terms of three eight three, we talked about that as a pathway, but what about the 
the benefits to the five and five game. I've spoken to a few like pro players that play five and five, and they say actually, yeah, there's been certain elements in three x three that I've taken for my five and five game, such as you know space being conscious about space on the court, uh, how to use my teammates in certain different situations. Like you said, it's about maybe it's a bit more of a shoot first mentality. Mm. Has there been anything from three x three that you found has actually been beneficial to the five and five game? Yeah, I mean, obviously. I didn't have too much time with three and three, but it, from my time like with it and or preparing for it, I guess um, I think the big thing for me was like the mindset of it, as in like if you miss a shot, it's okay. You have to keep shooting, kind of thing. Like that's what it is. Like we always talk about that in, in five on five practice. If you're open, shoot it, even if you miss it. Like it's a shot in the flow of the offense. It's a shot that we can get a rebound off of. Like, but you know, our our conscious thought, especially as girls, like guys, they just chuck up shots whenever they feel like it. Girls, like if you miss a few shots, you're like, oh, should I keep shooting? Um, and so I think that's just a mindset, but that you have to kind of take from three on three. Um, and I just like also the speed of it, like continuously just, you know, going down people's throats when you have the ball in five on five, I think three on three helps you a lot with that because that's what you have to do in, in three on three. Um, and yeah, just using, using your teammates, definitely kind of, you know, in three on three, you have like these different plays on free throws and stuff. So you can kind of see the different reads that you can get out of it. So I think you can always take those reads and bring them into, into five on five and use them to your benefit in, in that game. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's definitely a lot to be said for the transition or, or the kind of like the element of kind of bringing one to the other. I think some yeah. people might see it as being one or the other, mm. but I think for the growth of the game itself, it needs to be well. You can't deny it. Like you know, that's it. Yeah. But one one thing that was just really interesting that you mentioned was just how you go to a rec game or you go to a court and you naturally are going to play. 3x3 like you or three on three because that's kind of just you know you normally have that many people when you play on the half court um and so in my mind and i was just wondering if you agree with this is like i think that in some ways it's kind of sometimes it's a bit more of the purer version of the game because when i grow up like that's what i play like i go to the local court and yeah i'm not instantly thinking i want to run full court i mean maybe that's just because i'm getting a bit older <laughs> and i'm definitely not as fit but <laughs> definitely not but but in terms of kind of engaging, uh, even from a grassroots perspective, and like we talked a lot about from the elite level, but from a grassroots perspective, um, you know, I, I taught a camp yesterday, a 3x3 camp, and it really got like they were between 12 and 16. But even younger kids, I can see playing 3x3 just as a way of getting them into the game. And and you talked about accessibility. I'm just wondering whether you whether you think you know that that could be potential like there could be potential for just getting people into the game and getting kids into the sport just by playing 3x3 or whether it's like actually you know what any form of basketball is good yeah i mean i think as as a basketball player any form is good but i also think that three on three is, is sometimes easier to start with especially when you don't have the numbers like i said whenever sometimes you go to the rec you might not always have the five on five because you need people to be there. So if there's not people there, then you, you use what you have, whether that's two on, I don't really like one-on-one. -on -one. So if that's two on two, three on three, like whatever it has to be to be able to play basketball, then that's what it has to be. And a lot of the times, like I said, yeah, you usually have six players. So I'm like, okay, you might as well play three on three. And like you said, how it kind of brings you back to your childhood. It does because when you're younger, it's hard to go five on five because there's no understanding of the game. It's just kids running around, you know, like chicken shooting and, and whatnot. So to be able to kind of, take people off the court, give people more space and, and explain the game in, in that way. And kind of a, a smaller um, scale, I think makes it a lot easier and can help, can help like from youth, from young, teach the kids, the rules, the spacing and all that stuff before you throw on two extra players on each side. Mm. 
yeah yeah that that totally makes sense i think i think there's definitely something to do you know with the future in terms of the accessibility and the simplicity mm. of the game itself um all right my la- my last question because you know we're very thankful for your time today but my last question to you is this clearly you you're very close with your family like family and friends right you're like really tight with them like you've mentioned them before and you know obviously in interviews and and, and articles and stuff um you're very close with them at the commonwealth games is that probably gonna be the loudest section of the stands when you're playing? Are they really loud? Because you know you're so close with them that I feel like they're, they're, everyone's gonna be there to support you. Like everyone's gonna be there and <laughs> cheer, cheer you on. Are you expecting that to happen? Um, yeah, I mean, I know my family who's in the UK. They're, they'll be there, and obviously, like the Lions teammates who might not be playing. I think they all want to kind of go up to Birmingham and stuff. So that them, yeah. I'm not sure if my parents are even coming yet. I asked my dad, who didn't even reply to my message like a few days ago. So I don't know if he's coming or not. Um, my mom, my mom is obviously the the British one, so I think she she would love to come because she was just so excited that I was playing for Scotland and whatnot. Especially, um, her mom is Scottish and she just passed last December, so it's like for her, it's something that's super super close to her heart, um, which I can feel, you know, when I put the put the jersey on and whatnot. So, yeah, I think for them to come, I don't know if they would be the loudest. Um, they're just not like super loud, I guess, at games, which I appreciate because I don't really want to hear them screaming all the time. <laughs> Um, but they would definitely be the proudest. So they might not be the loudest, but yeah, I think the pride in that of me playing for Scotland and playing in a Commonwealth game, I think um, I think that would definitely make them proud. And, and that's why I say they would definitely be the proudest. There's definitely, there's definitely like this element of pride that comes across from you, you know, and, and representing Scotland. And like you said, you know, on the jersey and just, you know, that kind of family feel and, um, and that element of, of kind of, playing the game for for everyone so not just mm. for yourself like there's definitely this this sense of like selflessness that comes across from you in terms of like you understand the implications it's not just you playing on the court but you're actually kind of representing and that must be a really cool feeling like really cool um, yeah kennedy uh, i really appreciate your time uh thank you so much for coming on the pod and um i think we're really we're just really really happy that you came on after winning because we were just like, okay, Kennedy's, we want to get Kennedy on the list. And now you just swept everyone in the qualifiers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we need to get Kennedy on for sure. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, I mean, well done. And, um, you know, we're really excited. We're, we're looking forward to seeing you there and, and seeing you play. So, you know, thanks a lot and good luck for the rest of the season with the Lions too. Yes, thank you. And thanks for having me.